Let's pray together as we start out this part of tonight. God, thank you for each and every student here. And God, my prayer is that everything that happens in these next few moments would be you. Jesus, that it would be all about you, be a work that you do. Holy Spirit, we invite you in. We ask that you would speak to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're in a series called Repeat. Repeat. And uh, tonight I'm going to do something uh, I don't actually think I've ever done that I can remember where I'm intentionally doing this uh, fairly soon after I've done it before. But tonight I'm actually going to repeat something that I shared with you guys a couple months ago. And there's a reason for it. The reason for it is because some people in the room, I think, really caught it, but there were a whole lot of people that really didn't. And here's the thing. Sometimes we need to repeat things because we don't remember. Sometimes we need to repeat things because they don't sink in. And really, as I was, and this was weeks ago, um, I was starting to think through it and process tonight and really felt like I was supposed to repeat something. And so I have a challenge for all of you guys tonight, and here's, here's the challenge. If you start to catch on to what we're repeating tonight, what I want you to do, if you've already heard this, I don't want you to check out because I actually believe that the reason that we're repeating tonight is because God still wants to say something to you. And if you weren't here, then uh, great, you know, you, don't, you didn't know to begin with, so it doesn't really matter uh, that this is happening, but students, I want everyone to look at me for just a second. Tonight is a big night because if you can get this, what I'm talking about tonight, if you say I'm a Christian, I'm a Christ follower, then if you can get this tonight, I really think it will energize, revolutionize your relationship with Christ in a way that most of you, if not all of you, haven't had either before or in a long time. If you can get this tonight. If you get this tonight. So that's why I'm actually excited that I get to, to repeat this. There are some parts, obviously, that are going to be quite a bit different, but the main theme and main points are going to be the same as something I spoke to you guys a few months back. But uh, some of you guys know that, uh, that I went to the Olympics. I, said, I talked about it a couple weeks ago after I got back from the Olympics. And by the way, this isn't what I talked about right after the Olympics. But you know that I went to the Olympics and I got to see a lot of cool things happen and I got to see people win some medals. And I, I, I love winning. I'm a big fan of winning. Who likes to win? Who hates to lose? Who, you hate to lose more than you like to win. Who, how many of you is that? Who likes to win more than you hate to lose? I like to win. I don't know. I hate to lose, but I absolutely love to win. So uh, we have a couple pictures of some people that actually won. Uh, you guys know who those people are? Anyone know what they won? Four by one. Very, very good. And then the next one, we got a next one. Who knows what those guys won? Four by four, we got people paying attention over here. How many of you guys watched probably like 10 hours or more of the Olympics when they were on? How many of you did not watch any single thing of the Olympics? Really? I'm so, I'm sorry. Um, all right, next one, next one. There you go. They're getting a little taste of victory, right? They get to bite the gold medal, the little taste of victory. 
Yeah, you guys, you guys know we don't have to we don't have to talk about what they won, but we all know that Ryan Lochte got a taste of something else too while he was there. Uh, didn't work out so well, but that was actually one good moment he had. Everything after that was all downhill for Ryan Lochte. But we have one more. Hey, I got to watch Simone Biles and Allie Raisman do the floor and win the gold and silver in the floor exercise. It was unbelievable watching them. I was in the room watching it. It was amazing, but that's the final five, the last five, group of five gymnastics to win, uh, gymnasts to win the gold. But I love winning. And I talked a couple months about, ago about a game called Red Rover. Red Rover. Raise your hand if you've never played in your life, never played Red Rover. Never played. Never played. Really? Is this real life? Never played? All right, come up here real quick. Never played, really? Oh, wait, you're not raising your hand? No? Yeah. Have you never played? Neither of you? You've played. You've played. All right, you come up here real quick. You come up here. Yeah, you. Come up here real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Come on. I think it's Luke. Come on. Let's go right here. You've never played? Come on. Come here. All right, we got to come over here. That's a lot of girls that have never played. You're gonna be over here. You three girls are gonna be right over here. And I want you to kind of like angle where you're facing the crowd and you guys have to hold hands. Now, uh, now you guys are gonna stand right here kind of like they are and angle a little bit. Okay, you're, you're gonna come over to this side. Hey, you're welcome. You get to hold their hands. No. No, come on, man. No, I'm just kidding. No, so, so here's what happens. No, we're going to do this a little differently. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're going to do this a little differently. So here's what would happen in Red Rover. These people over here would swing their arms and they would say, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Red Rover. Blah, blah, right over, right? Red Rover, Red Rover, send this person right over. And then if they call Luke, then what Luke would have to do is he would have to run and you guys would spread out a little bit. Just hold hands and spread out a little bit. He would run and he would decide, like pretend like you're running pretend like, yeah. And then he would decide, all right, I'm going to go through here. And he would try to break through and you guys would try to catch him. And if you catch him, you guys just caught him. He didn't break through. Nope. Yeah. You can't do that after you got caught. Uh, so you get to be over here. Now you're on their team. They won you over to their team. And then they would join hands right over here. And they would say, Tiffany, right, yeah, so, so then Tiffany would run, and she would try to break through, and if she can't break through, then they win her, and eventually what happens is you keep going until one side doesn't have anyone left, okay? So I know you guys didn't really get to play, but congratulations on playing Red Rover for the very first time. Give it up for them, go sit down. You played Red Rover. So we talked about this, and we talked about the goal being to win the people over, you're calling them, you're inviting them over, and eventually you catch them and they're on your team. They're on the other team, and your goal, the way you win, is to win them over. And you invite them over to win them over, and you catch them, and by the way, if you break through, then you get to take somebody back with you and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. It's really cool, but 
We talked about this. I want you to know, students, look at me. 95% of you, and actually I would believe it's a little bit higher. If I took a vote right now and I said, raise your hand if this is true of you. If I took a vote, 95% or more of you have never personally been a part of somebody coming to Jesus Christ. If I said, raise your hand, if you said, I got to pray with somebody to give their life to Jesus, like I talked to them, I shared with them, I walked them through it, and I got to pray with them to give their life to Jesus, or I invited them to come with me, they sat down next to me last week or last month or last year, they sat down next to me because I invited them and they gave their life to Jesus, 95% of this room would not raise their hand if I said, how many of you have done that? And actually, it's a little bit more, more often than not, because 95% of all adults go to their grave without ever doing that. So 95% of people win for Jesus, none. Win, none. How many is none? Zero. Zero. when none. There's a lot of reasons for it. There's a lot of reasons for it. We didn't talk about this last time because we didn't really have time and I'm gonna move really quick. Here's some of the excuses that people make. Number one, they say, you know what, that's, that's kind of like I have that world and I have this world and it, I don't want them to collide. Because, you know, I'm on the team and like, I might be a little bit different player on the field, different person when I'm on the field or when I'm in the locker room. And so it's just different. You don't understand. Like, I can't bring them here because I have to be a different person here. And if I brought them here, then I can't be that person because I'm a hypocrite or whatever it might be. We've heard that kind of stuff actually, or that's a reality for a lot of people actually is I don't want those worlds to collide, but actually I want you to know this. If that's you and you feel that way, here's the chance. Here's your chance, here's your, here's your, I'm gonna try to break down the excuse for you. It's just a reality that every one of us are on a journey. And so they, if they say, hey, I noticed you act a certain way and they were talking about something different, you say, you know what, I'm working on it. And what ends up happening is it actually can make you follow Christ better because you realize, you know what, I need to start putting these lives back together and being one person, which is a word called integrity. Being one, being whole. You guys know that from math, right? An integer, a whole number. Integrity means being one. It means the life I live there is the life I live here. And by the way, the life you live here isn't perfect. So I'm not saying you have to live a perfect life out there. I'm just saying you're starting to point them the same direction. So if that's your excuse, I wanna try to knock out that excuse. Some people are like, well, they might feel uncomfortable. They might feel uncomfortable. You know what? It doesn't matter if they feel uncomfortable. Because if you need to go to the doctor because you're sick, it doesn't matter if you're uncomfortable if they're trying to make you better. It doesn't matter. I've got anyone ever gotten a shot before? You were sick and had to get a shot to make you feel better. And it's uncomfortable, right? Anyone hate needles? You're like, I just hate needles. Like it makes your legs tingle and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Some of you have gotten a shot because you were sick and you realize that it's an uncomfortable thing, but it's a necessary thing. If you realize that it doesn't matter if they're uncomfortable or not, 
then it can change the way you view this. You might say, well, they're busy. Well, my friends are busy. They are busy. How many of you are busy? Raise your hand if you're busy. Every one of you, you guys are busy, but guess what? You're making time to be here. If you got friends that are busy, start inviting them. And then eventually their time will open. Eventually they'll say, yes, they will. They're busy, every one of you are busy, but you're here. You might say, well, I don't have all the answers. I'm afraid if I kind of start this process, we're gonna get to a point where I don't have all the answers and I don't know what to say to them. And anyone ever felt that way? I've felt that way before. I'm raising my hand. Anyone ever felt that way? You're like, I'm just, you know, I'm just afraid I might ask the wrong question. I don't have the answers. Here's the good thing about it. All you have to say is, listen, I don't have all the answers. I go to church and I read my Bible and I seek after God so I can gain more answers, but I don't have all the answers yet. So you want to just join me and we'll be in the same boat of people that don't have all the answers, but we'll just kind of try to figure this out together. Like, let's just be together. You, you, don't, you don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that, but let's just go find out together. Let's do that. That's an easy answer if you feel that way. The problem is most people just don't ask. Most people just don't ask. You'd be surprised. I even heard one of our team earlier this week that was talking to another student and they're like, oh, you're real good friends with this person. You know, have you ever been to live? They're like, what's live? And they're like, that person's never told you about live? They're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you guys are like really good friends though? Yeah, you guys are on the same team. You've never heard about it? No, I don't, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Because the problem is most people just never ask. They go through all these excuses and they just don't ask. And so all of those excuses don't matter because you haven't even gotten that far to begin with. Here's another one. Maybe they just won't get it. Maybe they just won't get it. What if they come and they just don't get it? What if they come and they just don't get it? What if they even say no to begin with? You've got all these different questions. What if they don't get it? What if it doesn't change their life? What if they you know, don't have a good experience because they just didn't get it? All these questions, the what ifs, I wanna shape it a little bit differently. You say, what if they say no? What if they get mad at me? What if they start treating me different because I asked them to go? Ask this question instead. What if they say yes? Most people don't ask because they're thinking, what if they say no? But why don't you ask and just see, what if they say yes? But what if they don't get it? But what if they do? What happens if they do? It changes everything if they do. What happens if they do? If you never tell the story of Jesus, no one will come to Jesus because of you. If you never invite somebody into a place where they can encounter Jesus, nobody is going to encounter Jesus because of you. And if you say, I'm a Christian, and you're the one that walks through the hallways of your school, who else is supposed to tell them? We can all do this, or we can all say, you know what, I carry the name of Christ, and I'm supposed to carry that name into my school. I'm supposed to carry that name onto my team. I'm supposed to carry that name into my group, into the band, into whatever you're a part of, and you might say, well, I'm not a part of anything, and I don't have very many friends. You have friends. Every one of you has people, and even if you don't, it's really easy to find people. It's really easy to find people. 
Most people never get to be a part of that because they don't ever take the first step. I wanna challenge you guys to take the first step because what if that's not your story? What if the people in this room said, that's not gonna be my story? What if you said, that's not going to be my story? That will not be my story. I'm not gonna allow that to be my story. I'm gonna take a step. And here's the truth. You may spend the next few days, the next few weeks, months, and you may be inviting people and telling people and all that kind of stuff, saying, you need to come with me. And they just say, no, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 not interested, no thank you, absolutely not. Yeah, man, thanks, I'd love to. And I don't know what it looks like for every one of you, but what if that first part isn't your story? What if you have a different story? First Corinthians chapter nine, this is the verse I read a couple months ago says this, says, though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like the ones under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, so as to win those not having the law. To those, uh, to the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might win some. Everybody say win some. Let's try it again. Everybody say win some. He says, I become all things so that I might win some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessings win some, most people win none. Paul's writing this and he says, I do all this stuff so that I might win some. I wanna read you a different translation of this. It says, even though I am free, listen very carefully. Don't, don't miss this, I'm not gonna put it up on the screen. I want you to listen to this and process this, okay? Even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and to all in order to reach a wide range of people. I become a servant to everybody so that I can reach a wide range of people, religious people, non-religious people, meticulous moralists, you might not know what that means, that doesn't matter, loose living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I don't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered the world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. And listen to this. He says, I did all this because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. Did you hear that last line? I didn't just want to talk about it. Or maybe for some of you, I don't just want to hear about it. I want to be in on it. So it's not enough to talk about it. It's not enough to believe it. It's not enough to just hear about it. It's not enough to just be uh, in a place where I can hear it. I wanna be in on it. I wanna be in on the life-changing work that God is doing and can do in the people around me. I don't wanna miss it. I wanna be in on it. And he says, I'm gonna win some. He didn't say, I'm gonna win all. He said, I just do this so that I might win some.
That's it. So that I might win some. Who knows what could happen if you claim the name of Jesus, if you go into your school and say, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to try everything I can just for the sole idea or under the sole premise that I might win some. I'm going to invite 100 people to come with me to Fall Riot next week just in case I might have a chance to bring some and see them be changed by Jesus. And for some of you, life just feels kind of like you've been doing the, the, the Christian life for a while and you walk in and out of here week in and week out and you've got your friends that you come to church with every week and, and it's great and I want you to have your friends and I want you to be here and I want you to have all that. But if you never have somebody sitting next to you where you're sitting here during the message when Jason's up here, Spencer's up here, John's up here, Dylan's up here, whoever it is that happens to be up here, the illusionist next week that's gonna be doing illusions and then telling people about Jesus, it's gonna be amazing. You know, if you never have somebody next to you that you're going, God, I need to hear this, but God, will you please change their life? God, I need to hear this, but please change their life. God, I need you to do this because I can't do it. I just need you to come in and do something that only you can do. And then at the end, when everybody bows their heads and somebody says, hey, have them raise their hand or look up or come forward or whatever it is, that person taps you on the arm, taps you on the leg and says, I made that decision. And your mind just goes, because you just gotta be a part of the most amazing thing that could ever happen to somebody you know somebody you invited, somebody that you brought, somebody that you were a part of. Most people win none. Paul says, I become all things to all people that I might win some. I wanna challenge you to say over this next seven days and one hour, I think seven days and one hour from now, there are many of you, and really, I'll go beyond saying many of you, if you claim the name of Christ and you say, I want to be serious about this, I'm serious about God in my life, then seven days and one hour from now, I believe that most, if not all of you, will be able to go, wow, I got to be a part of that. And you get to come and walk forward with your arm around a friend and say, I got to be a part of that. You get to come and walk forward with your arms around a couple of your teammates and you say, God, I didn't deserve that, but I got to be a part of that. I might not win them all, but I can win some. I might not win them all, but I can win one. And I'm gonna do whatever it takes to win one. Because all the winning you've ever done in your life is nothing compared to that. Some of you need a jump start in your faith. This is your jump start. Because then what happens, and some of you even know this, then what happens? Somebody gives their life to Jesus and guess what? Your job's not done. Your job's just begun. Now you're like, now I've got to like bring them with me and help them know what it means to start following Jesus. And now I've got to be a part of a little bit more and I get to be a part, like I get to walk that journey with somebody who doesn't know what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. Now I get to be a part of that and helping them grow. And now I've got a new friend that is going to grow with me. How amazing would that be if I get to do that? Now I've got some teammates that are on the field with me that now they know Jesus, they didn't know Jesus before, and so now when I'm going through this, I actually have a little bit more encouragement and I can encourage them in a different way. How amazing is that? How beautiful would that be? I got people in the stands I can cheer with, I got friends that I can just sit down in my house next to and I know the conversations are gonna be different now. 
I don't have to constantly battle against them and say, you know what, they're not going to be pulling me this way because we're walking together the same way. I might not win them all, but I, I can win some. Second, students. I'm not the one that's going to be up here next week. I'm not the one that's going to be up here next week sharing the gospel. There's a guy named Drew Worsham who's going to do some magic tricks, some illusions, and things like that, and those stuff that'll blow your mind, and he's going to stand up here, and he's going to share the same truth that we share week in and week out, and by nature of some of the things he's doing next week, you have a unique opportunity to invite some friends. You don't have to just say, hey, just come. You know, we sing some songs, and this guy, you can say, hey, there's a guy that's going to do some, like, mind-blowing illusions. I can't wait to check it out. I have no idea what he's going to do, but you need to come check it out with me because it's going to be awesome. And you could just say, hey, you just need to come with me. This is going to be killer. And you can bring your whole team, bring your group, bring half your team, whoever will come, bring everybody you possibly can, and then who knows what could happen. They might not get it, but what if they do? They might not say yes, but what if they do? All it takes is for you to invite them over. Not to say, hey, you need to go to this thing. You need to say, hey, I'm going to this thing. I want you to come with me. I want you to come with me. I'll be there. I'll meet you. Here's my number. You can find people you don't even know and be like, hey, I've got a little card for you and there's this thing. You need to come check it out. It's going to be awesome. Just come. Uh, by the way, I'm Jonathan. <laughs> nice to meet you. You know, it's cool. It's easy. That part's easy. But you just have to be excited about the idea that God could use you. You have to believe that God could actually use you. And you have to understand that you're made for so much more. The whole going to school thing, doing homework, eating food, going to the bathroom, going to sleep, and that's about it all day. It's not what you're created for. Right now, you get to be a student, and you get to do all those things, but that's not why you're in your school. You're in your school to carry the name of Christ. God has you where you are for a very specific reason. If you have an ability, you have that ability because God has given it to you for a very specific reason and you get to carry that name of Jesus wherever you go because of that. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy to get over that first hump, but once you start getting over that first little bump and you say, you know what, I'm just gonna take a step and I'm just gonna invite somebody, then what happens is it's just, like I said, it becomes easy. It's not easy at first, but it becomes really easy because you start figuring out how to actually start a conversation. But most people grabbed a bunch of cards last week and have still haven't started one conversation. You put them in your pocket and they went in the trash, or you put them in your backpack and not one has come out. Or if you grabbed 50 or we handed you 50 because we believe you could hand out at least 50 in a couple days, and you got 48, and the other two you handed out as a joke to other people that already go here. Listen, we don't want your friends from Woodridge Baptist Church that's not what we're talking about because that's an easy invite. We're asking you to bring some friends to win them, not bring some friends to be entertained. Every one of you in this room knows some people that can be here. And here's what I want to challenge you to do. That Red Rover game is a team game. I want to challenge you in the next few minutes to take some time. We're going to sing one song in just a second. And when we sing that song, I want to challenge you to grab some friends. And you might not have the friends that you know you need for this here right now, but you're going to go back and tell them later. I want you to grab some friends. 
And I want you to decide if you say, I'm gonna do this and I want you to come do it with me, not, hey, I'll do it if you guys do it. You in? But if you say, you know what, I know I need to do this. And even if every other person says, no, I'm still gonna do it, but I would love to do it with some of you. And we're gonna go change our school. Whether you live in Kingwood, whether you live in Porter, New Caney, Humble, Atascacita, wherever you possibly might live, whatever your address is, Houston, Huffman, Humble, you know, New Caney, whatever it is, I don't really care what your address is. Wherever you go, you have an opportunity. And if you say, I'm gonna do it no matter what, wherever I go, I'm gonna be the one to do it and I'm gonna invite everybody I know. Because uh, one week and one hour from now, my life could be different because people around me, their life is different because I invited them to come. Every one of you can do it. Don't wait on somebody else, but if you say, I'm gonna do it, then grab some people with you, say, will you do this with me? I'm doing it no matter what, whether you do it with me. Will you do this with me? Can we go change our school together? Can we go make this happen together? Will you do this with me? And I believe one student, if you're one student and you don't have one other person helping you, you can change your school. Most of you are in here and then you're not the only student in your school. You got lots of help. But even if you're just one, you can do it. I don't care how big your school is. I don't care how small your school is. I don't care how big of a deal you think you are in your school. I don't care how small of a deal you think you are in your school. You can do it. Do you wanna know why you can do it? Because God has placed you there to do it. And when your heart begins to align with exactly why he's got you there, he'll do it through you. You might not win them all, but you can win some. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the students in this room. And God, I pray that the students in this room who carry your name, who say, I am a Christian, no matter where they're at in their faith, no matter where they're at in their walk, they would take a hold of this and realize that you have made them for something more than what most of them are even experiencing, starting to experience or have ever experienced in their life. God, I pray that as a result of your word, what you have said to us through your word tonight, that hearts would change right now, that lives would change right now, that schools would change because of what's happening in this room in the hearts and lives of students, that they would grab it, that they would understand it, that they would take your name into their school. And God, I know there's students that are ready to do it. And God, I pray that you would get over every excuse, that you'd help them to get over every excuse, that you would defeat the enemy in their life that's trying to discourage them or challenge them in a way that they're not ready for. God, I know that you can overcome that, so I pray that you would overcome that. I pray that they would come to know you more as a result of this, that their friends would come to know you, that their lives would be changed in a new way because now they're getting to be a part of your work in another person's life. The most exciting thing that could ever happen to them after coming to know you. I pray that all the students in this room would experience that in these next few days, in these next few weeks, and that it would overflow into the rest of their life.